this is Lunchbox Radio, and I have a special guest here this week because he said yes on Instagram. Um, so introduce yourself, Alan. Hey, so I'm pretty much Alan. I go by the terms of the anime connoisseur. Um, I go ahead and generally enjoy all things anime, all things Gundam, and I'm a huge mecha fan. So, um, yeah, thanks for having me today. Not a problem. Well, well, so like the way I'm, I'm going to describe this in a very Gundam term because I thought about it and it made me happy. Yeah. Um, I. So I got tickets to go see Gundam NT or Gundam Narrative in theater because I was like, it was like a weird, like, I'm still high from Alita and I, I'm looking for money to spend on some anime theater bullshit. <laughs> so I'm going to, oh, Gundam Narrative, I should really see that, right? Click, done. <laughs> um, and after I got out, and so I post my ticket, I usually post my ticket. I usually post, like, all kinds of, like, here's the movie poster on the stupid screen, here's the, yeah. like, promo thing. I, I usually post all that stuff because I want people to know that, like, I'm going and doing this shit. And in, like, the most new type reached through the internet mind meld <laughs> way, I get out of this movie, which was a surreal experience because they were playing Gundam Narrative right next to the theater in New York in the, um... The Empire 25. Yeah, AMC so, Empire 25. I always pick because last time, because I, Princess Monoki is one of my favorite movies of all time. And yeah. I, last year I got the opportunity to see it in the theater. Mm. But I picked, I tried to pick the really beautiful theater that's down um, by um, 14th Street. Yeah. The really yeah. beautiful independent theater. But it's got mm -hmm. a it's got a name that's super close to a theater some somewhere in fucking New Jersey somewhere. Yeah, and I picked the wrong theater, <laughs> and I freaked the fuck out mm -hmm. at like five in the morning when I woke up. I'm just like, let me check when my movie time is. I'm like, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> so now I always pick the Empire Twenty Five because it's the only one with that name. That's it. You gotta do I'm it though. Like, so I'm like, I I could go see it in the beautiful. Sh theater with the chandelier and the cool old-fashioned snack bar but last time i did it i fucked it up so i'm gonna like protect myself <laughs> it stays in your head yeah so and so oh were... boy go ahead <laughs> it, it, it's so funny because so here's for me the deal um gundam nt was a big kind of lead up for me because i actually went to anime nyc this past year um and they had the actual voice actor for the original oh, they... array nice um, and with that, they actually showed the first 23 minutes of Gundam NT there. Oh, cool. Um, so super, super early months ago, um, I was there. I went ahead and queued up in line for like an hour and a half to go ahead and see that movie for the first 23 minutes. And I did not care. I was like, I got to see it. It's new Gundam. <laughs> and I was already, I was already on the high from the day before I was, um, I had picked up a new Gunpla from the booth. I got to get, um, got to go ahead and see the voice of Amro Ray. I got to go ahead and have some friends and they, and they all went and got some stuff signed by him. Um, and in addition, um, I actually got to do a Gunpla, uh, panel. I got to actually like see a Gunpla panel there. So oh, nice. for me, I was all in on Gundam NT. It was effectively like, oh, Gundam NT sales are going. Time to buy a ticket. Just, just buy a ticket. <laughs> yeah. So I. So first off, what I was gonna say is they were showing 
Alita and Gundam NT in the same, like, right next to each other. <laughs> so when it let out, it was like a weird miniature convention. and was like yeah. impenetrable by man. It was <laughs> really good. It was uh-huh. like, and I just stood there, I'm like, it was like I was seeing the curvature of the earth. I'm like, this is the dream. We would <laughs> the dream. No, that's, <laughs> that's hilarious. That is hilarious, considering the same thing happened. So I actually went to the AMC Kips Bay Theater, yeah. um, 15, which is like 30-some street, and it's hilarious, considering same exact thing happened. There's Alita <laughs> playing in theater, I think, 7 or something, and, and we were in theater 8, literally next to each other. And around the same time, we all left out. It was great. Like, oh, that, people were that, so- I, like. You could you could hear the mixing of people just be like, oh man, that movie was so great. Did you see the way this movie? I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, and it was very clear that like groups of friends were like, well, I've got my ticket for NT is like next week, but I I like I could see a leader again, or I haven't seen a leader yet, so like I'll show up and just go to this other movie, (laughs) which is like that that's just really great because. Not only do we not get to do that ever, but, like, most people don't get to experience, like, the idea of, like, there are two movies for just, like, us and our friends that yeah. we don't, like, like, oh, you, like, you're not in the gun, that's fine. You, like, you're, you're contractually obligated to fulfill James Cameron's lifelong dream of you going seeing this teenage girl murder the shit out of other robots. Exactly. And that's all I cared about. I <laughs> and, was like... Oh, I, I've told, I think, all of my friends saying, listen, you like anime, right? You still like anime? Go out and watch Alita, please. I know, Go and I'm and like, watch- I'm like, I'm like, I'm definitely the, the old otaku now just screaming on the internet. Go see Alita. This yeah, is our yeah. only chance. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly that feeling because I'm like, oh my gosh, am I the only one who's been saying this? <laughs> oh. Well, I'm a little like, I'm a little bolstered by the fact that like I released my so at the time of recording this, spoiler alert, everyone, people record podcasts way earlier than they come out sometimes. <laughs> but um, I just released my episode on Alita, and it's just me being like. Preaching the choir, just please go see this fucking movie. <laughs> if for no other reason that, like, then it ends on a cliffhanger, and maybe, maybe somebody will be fall for James Cameron Con one more time so we can get a second oh, one, which would be that's, amazing. Oh, that's, that would be the dream. That would be the dream. If we um, can get one more out of that stat, I'd be okay with it. I'd be like, listen, job's done, James Cameron. What, like, wash your hands of everything you need because you've done it. You've done it. <laughs> And like, so, but like the Zach Zach Berkey from Anime News Network has yeah. like been endlessly praising this movie. Like, uh, basically, mm-hmm. you're not the only one. Everybody's freaking going nuts for this thing. Yeah, and it, um, it is great to see. It's great to see. And it's Definitely. funny because as soon as like the because because it's a James Cameron movie and because he's like he's a director people go see yeah. movies for. Just because his name is on it, even if he's not the director, he's the producer. But this is this is his baby. Yeah, like pretty. um, I forget the name of the director, but he said in interviews he's like James Cameron just came to me and he went like, "Will you direct this movie for me?" <laughs> and he was like, "Holy shit, yes." <laughs> yeah. Um, 
don't think you could say no when that happens effectively. It's like, <laughs> listen, you know you're going to get money out of it somewhere yeah. or another. Like, like by the fact that, like, the big blue Pocahontas guy is asking you <laughs> <laughs> to, like, direct a movie, he, like, there's a paycheck there somehow. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. No, you are certainly not the only person who have been like preaching. Go see this movie. It's it's yeah, um, it's definitely something. But so, before we get into proper Gundam, what's your background with Gundam? Okay, so Gundam is super special to me. I am not gonna lie. Um, I was just actually searching around because, just as tribute to that, I actually just today got my cop my Blu-ray copy of my OG Mobile Suit Gundam movie trilogy. So nice. I am a, I guess tried and true Mobile Suit Gundam fan. Where I've been with the Universal Century since I can remember. It was probably one of my first animes. Um, so I've been in Gundam for many years at this point. Um, I'm a huge I. I Watched a ton of Universal Century. Um, Zero Eight MS Team is probably still my favorite, of course, but it's like the most grittiest and realistic one. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge um, Gundam fan just in general. Like, I've seen um, my personal favorites are still like 008 MS Team, um, Gundam Double O. And yes, I was a 2000s kid. That's what kind of happened. You go ahead and get all the crazy, like, Gundam Wing and everything. Hey, man, I've like, I. I love me some sexy Gundam boys. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So <laughs> I'm I'm pretty much a huge fan of it. At this point, I think I've watched almost every Gundam series, almost every Gundam series um, on some level. Um, so I've seen all of the, um, I don't know, Domino stuff that they go ahead and do specifically, like, you know, um, Iron-Blooded Orphans, Double O, Build, Fighters, all that stuff. So I'm kind of crazy deep in it and as well um if anyone ever knows i i do gunpla builds pretty much weekly like yeah, I, I i so my like long shot in the dark was like well he builds gundam so he might say yes and then i like i dm'd you on instagram and you're like hell yes i'm like whoa yeah, okay <laughs> i'm like someone else went to see gundam nt besides me let's do this let's go. um so so Gundam NT is kind of special because um, I was super excited for Gundam NT just because um, from, again, being an anime NYC, just understanding what NT kind of means for Gundam UC in general, it's a huge first step. And right now, Gundam NT is really the great first step that, in my opinion, like, of course, everyone's going to compare it to Unicorn. And I, and I know there's going to be a lot of talk, but to me, it's like, NT is like this huge step of like, hey, bridging. There's a hundred years here that we have to talk through of what happened between like the end of Unicorn all the way to F91. Like that's a huge timeline that we just don't have, and they're they're planning on filling out that timeline right now. So seeing where NT is after Unicorn, and man, there's there's a lot there. There's a lot there. So. It's it's great. I I personally really enjoyed NT. It has flaws. It definitely has like some flaws, but like I I gotta say I really enjoyed it. It was really good for me, you know. And I I I will feel a little bit bad here because I I did. I mean I even got the sense when you were like, "What do you think of it?" I'm like, "Uh, am I gonna have to be a bad human and be like?" Eh? <laughs> 
<laughs> in like my own comments. But I so probably my favorite Gundam series in a long time is Iron Blooded Orphans. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I like so I'm a little biased because I I actually do and I you probably don't know this because once again we're internet we're inter, we've been internet friends forever but we've never really seen each other in real life again ever yeah. like we're friends on every platform possible like Facebook Twitter I think Instagram yeah. I'm friends with you on the Switch yeah exactly <laughs> and it's like it's like endless but we've never seen each other in real life since like the coat check at a silent dance party yeah exactly pretty much pretty and. Much. So like I do, um, I do actually do anime panels at um, Liberty City Anime. Which oh. I don't know if you've ever heard of it's. A, yeah, it's, I do. It's like the smaller con that took over for um, Big Apple Anime Fest after yeah. it was li- literally knifed out of existence by the Republican convention. <laughs> I like, know. They wanted the space. They, they, yeah, they would not literally give up the space to rent it out anymore. It was crazy. I and was like, like let me tell you, as someone who went to the very last an um of uh, Big Apple Anime Con, which was like a big like they had an it just was in like the height of the anime bubble before it burst. So like yeah. they had enough influence to put Princess Mononoke on the Coca Cola billboard in Times <laughs> Square. It was like oh. This is amazing. We've we've made it. We've hit the we, big time. We've I like I wish I like as like a fifteen year old had like a Polaroid or some bullshit <laughs> of that because like people are like, wait what? <laughs> wait what? Like yeah. And then but like that's the thing they did. And then it just went away. And so mm-hmm. now when I do presentations there, they still haven't changed the carpet in that hotel. Hmm. So, like, it's the same pattern for that carpet, and I'm just like, oh, this is weird! (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm, like, now I'm no longer, like, because I think the year I went, they were premiering, the thing they premiered there was that movie, The Tree of Palm, that nobody remembers. Oh, my gosh. Like, that that was forever ago. Wow. But, okay. like, wow. That, that's dating me, I'm well aware, but hey. I, I know exactly what that was, and yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> um, so I give a, I give a, a panel specifically about disability in anime at that, at that thing, and I used um, I Am Blooded Orphans for that, because... Mm-hmm. Mikasa's basically a disabled dude yeah. for most of that series in a really interesting and unique way that's not in yeah. many in many other shows even with disabled characters. Yeah, and but, it really kind of nicely plays into just the story, just slowly more and more just, hey, how much are you willing to give and how much are you willing to let it take out of you to kind of make it to a point. Yeah, um, and it's a great storyline because of it. It's very real. It's very good. It's very gritty. It's it really follows in the idea of as an OG kind of Gundam plotline. How do you get the kind of nuance that come that came with war at the time that just nowadays isn't really there, 
and still have the character development, still have the action of a mecha series be part of what of um a Gundam series in general, you know? Like Gundam like Iron Blooded Orphans in my opinion definitely kind of kind of brought that that together really well. I'll definitely say that. It really did a good job of doing that. Um but it it definitely I feel like it's it's very otherworldly. That's the only thing. It's very otherworldly for me to kind of watch through Iron Blooded Orphans. But I definitely will say it's like out of the past maybe five, maybe four or five years, it's definitely one of the best things that, that Sunrise has put out in a long time. That was definitely it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I so, don't know. like, A, I've done a, I've covered Iron Blood Orphans as well as a bunch of other Gundam series in this podcast. You can check that out in the feed and you subscribe and all that fun junk. This is not the last time I will talk about Gundam. Trust me. Um, but I've, for a casual, like, for somebody who's considerably more casual than you, I've seen, like, a lot of Gundam. Yeah. Like, like, I couldn't, there are certain series that, like, I definitely can't put, like, a year on. Like, Mm -hmm. I I can't put the the UC year on. But, like, I've seen the... HR disaster, the HR human rights disaster that is G Gundam. I've seen, mm. like, Gundam Wing. I haven't seen Seed because it seems like it would piss me off. I have seen. <laughs> it pisses me <laughs> off. Like, 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 whenever <laughs> I hear someone, like, say Seed, I'm like. I. I, I listen. I don't I'll give know. This. I don't know. They what have it's... some cool looking gunpla. They have some cool looking gunpla. I'm okay with that. I don't, I'm, we're not going to say anything else of God Kira, but you know, <laughs> different problems. Different problems. Um, and like the 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 like non UC Gundams are sometimes hit and miss because yeah. they don't have that timeline that they have to slot into somehow. And I yeah. think that uh, and. Particularly, Iron Blood Orphans is a weird one in that because it supposedly slots 400 years after the timeline somehow. Yeah, that's not I, the case. Like, so. No, there. Okay, if it ever really like, it has its own timeline. It has its own world. It has its own calamity war that it goes into. Okay, it's, so it's not related at all. No, it's, it's not like, related. It's not related. We we can keep that separate, definitely. Okay. Um, and I want, and we definitely, and it always has been, kind of in my book. And I think when they finally released the mangas of the calamity war specifically, that's when they were like, okay, it's definitely not UC. So that's good to know. It, yeah, I, it did, def- I didn't. I didn't. Made- I didn't read those, so like I don't have. So I was always like, if they were talk like the calamity war, like specifically like the bad old times of like let's play nuclear football with a Gundam, like what's oh. happening? <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's different. Yeah, that's different. But so, um, so so, so how like, about this? Yeah, considering in my book, I, I'm I'm super curious then. Um. I want to know what's positive for you and what's negative for you to start with. Then, how about that? Let's start with like yeah. high. Let's start with highs of the movie that you feel were really good, and then a, I'll talk towards some as well while we talk through them. I think that a. I think the character design was like it was a knock it out of the park job with character design, and that sounds like a weird. That sounds like a weird thing, but like this is a, this is a series where like. This is a property where they name characters like 
menager links and like biscuit and cookie and cracker. Like yeah. sometimes sometimes that um end of it cannot be so great. And actually, that's a pull through that I think, because I'm Blood Orphans actually ended fairly recently, <laughs> and I think they learned a lot with the character design because the character like, I didn't have to look at people and be like, "Who are you again?" Because you look just like the last dude. <laughs> yeah, they're, which, they're, I, which I, I think is great because it it like helps you keep the story straight. I also think okay. that I I, I liked. I like the fact they keep using tropes of Gundam. So even mm-hmm. so, let's say, like if the last thing you watched from Gundam was charged counterattack, and you're coming into this um, story, and you're like, uh, they've introduced a bunch of shit, but at the end of the day, a colony still got dropped on a planet, and like all is right with the world. They're like, okay, they're still yeah. dropping colonies. It's fine. <laughs> like, not fine, but it's fine. Yeah, it's still the, it's still Gundam. It's still the Gundam universe as it is and as it was. It still has the same kind of like, hey, yeah, you know, those Psyconies, still a big deal. Those new type talk, still a even bigger deal. And now they're now with the whole introduction of like cyber new types with um that they've been doing over the years, it's kind of been um kind of interesting in that regards. Um, I'm not quite sure considering for me positives were um were that it was a I I gotta say I personally when I saw the original um Gundam narrative like itself the mecha itself. Yeah. I was honestly concerned. I was kind of <laughs> like I I was kind of concerned about it. I I looked at this thing and I was like is it mobile armor or is it something else? It's is got it like this real Greco like they, they're pushing the meaning of the horns that fold out into the Gundam motif I don't, real yeah, and hard. I don't mind that. I don't mind that whole motif considering they did they did go ahead and really live through that whole okay there's three of them. We have these three. They're all kind of like brothers and sisters, you know, like unicorn family thing. Okay, fine. But why is the narrative look the way it does? Um, yeah, the narrative looks like some Greco-Roman gold shit that like kind of fell off the side of a building at some point. Was like became the Gundam narrative. In mm-hmm. my mind, I don't. And like, I'm just like. Uh, I, the the thing I found cool about um. The, the unicorn was that they messed was that they messed with the basically they stripped the paint off the original RX RX ninety eight I think it's a um seventy eight seventy eight a new yeah. number eight RX yep, which is farther than most people can get so I'm proud of myself <laughs> um but they like stripped the paint off it elongated it a little bit and then like the the motif of the unicorn with the horn that breaks apart. Yeah. Is it, it, so something that happened with um, the like arrival of like the boy band Gundam team thing that um, Wing is responsible for. And was <laughs> continue, like, it's like, what if Gundam was in sync as pilots? Um, <laughs> 
and like um double o certainly um continued um that idea of that, like that it's idea a of group like, of people here's a that group you're, of that people you're piloting gundams is a gundams are first and foremost a toy line designed for people like you like hey you want to build this thing give us the money to build it and yeah. they got into gundam build divers which was like it became That's... this kind of oh. honestly beautiful ouroboros <laughs> of like oh just like I just want divers to go away and and not exist. There's so many things wrong with that. I don't even want to talk about it. I feel bad but, just um, thinking about it. Oh. But, but regardless of that, they got into this... They had an issue of, like, Gundams were no longer this rarefied thing in, like, the space combat universe of Gundam. Like, it used to be that like a Gundam showing up with a big deal, but now they're five and they have a secret handshake and a secret faith like the little rascals. So it's, bringing it's, it back to Unicorn, where they like made it like, oh shit, it's mm-hmm. a Gundam, it's gonna fuck us up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was really exactly. satisfying. Yeah, and in this case, um, specifically, my my kind of gripe with the narrative itself as a Gundam is just. I expected it, considering it had such, like they said, a scarecrow-like design where it's literally nothing underneath the hood. It's the bare minimum. It's like I expected it to have a lot more that it would be able to kind of like full, like if you remember, the full armor unicorn was like decked out. When it went ahead and went to battle, it looked like it was going to battle. Like, the the narrative just kind of looks like it's there and it facilitates the one role, but it has no means to actually, like, throw down at the end of the day, it feels like. It felt like it was put together and it was created for one the one purpose, which is okay, but it has no way of, like, showing, like, oh, yeah, the narrative Gundam, that's a cool Gundam that we want to go ahead and get behind. It's like... I don't know about that. That that kind of threw me for a loop for a little while, considering it was like, is it really about the narrative Gundam, or was it some, or are we really like shifting our focus to say, no, 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 the narrative Gundam's a means to an end, which it kind of showed itself to be in the end, which was okay, but it definitely, as the main runner Gundam itself, like the narrative itself as the Gundam, I was I was kind of disappointed by that. I was hoping that it would be more to it than what it actually gave us from the narrative itself, you know? Like, at the end of the day, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to see what the narrative is going to do. It's going to have all these packs. It's going to be doing it, able to jump in and do all these different things. It's going to have, like, a full armor mode when it's, like, going to throw down and go into battle, and it didn't have that. It kind of well, just came so, in. Let me um, let me tell you what, what I think was holding it back from that, and this is a, I think this, I think this movie would have done well to have like a fifteen episode series. Okay. There was a lot. There was a lot crammed in there, mm-hmm. and just I like, I, I, I was praying that like by the end of the movie, I was praying for. I'm like, I pray, I pray for the people who went to see this who didn't see Unicorn because I would be like, oh fuck, what is happening? Um, <laughs> and I think one of the things that kept the narrative from being all that it could be is the fact that because Unicorn was so well received, they 
this movie could have happened without Unicorn. Like, it could have been a separate thing. Mm-hmm. It could, or even if Unicorn did happen, it could have, they could have cut the story there and they could have moved on. But they had bits and pieces of Unicorn in there. Like, um, Menager shows up. Yeah. And, like, he, like, he has, like, a pivotal moment of helping in the battle. And Mineva Zabi is, like, fucking running a political, like, yeah. situation. She, she, she's and, still, she's still, like, actually running, like, the, like, this kind of, like, political edge of, yeah, I'm trying to change the world, and I'm trying to go ahead and make this, and make Laplace's blocks, like, this thing. I'm trying to get the rights of, of, like, these colonists, space colonists, pretty much together. And, She's out My there being of, space Bernie Sanders. <laughs> it's just it's just crazy considering it's like right now she's she was effectively when we left her in Unicorn like okay we have a platform to stand on finally we can finally make political moves and then to come into this movie which is a year later I expected her to be more on top of things honestly seeing her just kind of still there like. Laplace's blocks has been opened. There are now things we can use as a platform. And yet she's trying to do them, but it's almost as if it's a side story to what they're actually doing, if you recognized. Yeah, uh, and it, it's it's that – so I think that – I think – I mean I think I said to you on, on like my Instagram – or a little Instagram conversation that was like out in public, not us planning <laughs> to do this podcast. Yeah. Um, was that I think the movie struggles under the weight of Unicorn because there's all this narrative stuff they established that if you're going to link it to Unicorn, that has consequences because stuff, like, needs to happen after the end of that. Yeah. And I will tell you that in terms of side stories, this will probably never happen. I understand that this will never happen, but in my heart, this is a Gundam thing I want. I want because you they have like a quick couple second shot of the unicorn. Like it's been like returned to Anaheim Electronics and they've repaired it and they put all the like tape you get on like a new iPhone or computer yeah. screen as like sitting in the box still, like waiting to be opened again and used. And all I thought was like, oh, I just want a whole show that's about Anaheim Electronics making <laughs> Gundam and just like because if you stop and think about Anaheim Electronics as like a thing in the Gundam uni- universe, they've only really showed you the interior once, and that's in Gundam Wing. Yeah. When like the pilots go and take the Gundams. Yeah, and, and even then, it's not really a good point to really point out like Gundam Wing is the example, considering yeah, like considering it's like. The progenitor of like the Gundam boys con of the gu- of the Gundam pretty boys with problems concept and all that stuff. Yeah, but it's just like when you stop and think about like how many different sides of everything have of the- all these conflicts have a Gundam at any one point. Like yeah, that's Anaheim so... Electronics double dipping baby. They're not the best <laughs> people in the universe. 
So my my kind of deal with with the movie, and the main reason why I think it's a really good addition to the Universal Century personally, is because it introduces this kind of idea of hey, we have these three these three brothers or three sisters inside of the unicorn, the banshee, and the phoenix. Yeah. We have them here now officially existing, but they only per kind of narrative it gives purpose to why they they exist it kind of given it's kind of given them more understanding about what does those kind of gundam mean to the universal century itself and just what is their kind of like next step from there because yeah we still have the unicorn we still have banshee around fenix actually has things that it can do and it's interesting to see just how that kind of leads towards that future of hey, we need to go ahead and keep building towards our tech, both as a technology in Universal Century, but then also as a political group, what are they doing? You know, like seeing um, seeing the sleeves, seeing the sleeves in this state is so different because if you recognize the sleeves, they were going ahead and they almost had like a huge type of humanity that they were trying to do. But we have one character. <laughs> we had one one character, and I'm sorry. I, I wished, I wished for so much more out of him. But <laughs> um, so here's what I find interesting about the Phoenix specifically is that Gundam doesn't. I don't think it's dest- it's certainly not destroyed by the end of the movie. No, it actually goes off. It It goes off. So, like, the Phoenix just out there, Mm -hmm. operating independent of anything else in the gun. So, like, it can just be, like, show up at any point, which is a great, weird, like... Hey, it's a great... It's a great plot device for, like, writers, like, and then the Phoenix showed up and fixed it. Like, if they need to do that, that's now afforded to them, but that's the cheapest But I like the fact that even the way that they kind of put the phoenix it was like it starts with the hunt for the phoenix it isn't just it isn't just oh the phoenix is existing and they're here and the phoenix is here to fight great evil it's like no the phoenix is here and just kind of exist it just does things based upon a nature it's not looking to be good or bad it just exists and the, the one thing i will say with the phoenix is it felt like there was a separate movie there that they had the opportunity to make in, like, the... Because they show this backstory of the three kids, the, um... I forget the Miracle the Children. The, yep. the Miracle Children, who are all clearly actual new types. It's just... The movie fit... Kind of... Okay. So, um, only one was a... Was a, um... Kind of new type. Like, she had a new type sense to her but that was kind of where that whole storyline got expanded upon in this movie which was interesting because it then showed cyber new types and what that kind of meant for uc what does cyber new type kind of mean and what did that kind of experience like show considering how many like they had a whole lab and i don't know how many other labs that they have of just people they were trying to train kids they were trying to train to become cyber new types so 
it's kind of interesting just because it expanded the world of cyber new types, especially that. Um, and then having Zoltar there, who was, as he called it, as they kind of called him, the failed full frontal. It's like, wow. Like, they're, they keep trying to build a new char, and in that pursuit, they have people like Zoltar. It was kind of interesting to see a character like Zoltar. I wished Zoltar was a better character. Oh, God, yes. Like, I, I'll be honest, in that final fight, that final fight kind of felt a little flat for me, because I felt bad for Zoltar. I, a, I think that they could have kept the lieutenant lady alive, like the mm-hmm. lieutenant who was working technically under him, but was actually like his keeper. Keeping tabs on him, Keeping, yeah, exactly. Like, I thought they could have kept her alive, and that would have been a really interesting... Kind of like back and forth. Back and yeah. forth. But it I just became it was... Zoltar and his unbridled rage for nothing. I was like... Well, I, what it became is, to, to me, and I'm probably coming at this as an odder angle than you for a number of reasons, um, it became this... Like, Zoltar is this thing that... And I, I see this in Gundam a lot, in that the the past is constantly reaching out and fucking with the future. Yeah. Endlessly in Gundam. And mm-hmm. Zoltar is actually a really great example of that because he is he was clearly this soldier that was developed specifically for a purpose, but yeah. at some point in the future, after he was created or after he was trained, they said, we don't need you, but you're just... So you're now just another pilot who's just out there nine to fiving it with all the other pilots. And it's quote. it's kind of it's kind of tough. Um, and it's like, what what do you expect him to do? You, like, and this is why I like them making Gundams more rare in the like Gundam in the universe sh- again, yeah, because it forces them to explore what would ha- what happens when. This, this big, this big bad force known as Gundam that you have to be so specific in developing a countermeasure to that, and it shows like, wh- what do you do with new types when there's not a Gundam around for them to fight? Like, what do you do with these people who are co- who are basically permanently psychologically fucked? Mm-hmm. And it's, and that's what made me feel bad for Zoltar. It's like. Man, it was like none of his none of this is his fault. Mm-hmm. Like he got in the right armor and he's doing the thing like full frontal did. And but it, should he have done it? But that's, that's kind of the problem. It's like it was kind of like a. It for me was was kind of interesting because we see in Zoltar that kind of like the past coming up to really screw the future. And that idea that, hey, we need a clone of Char. We need a new Char to come yeah. and become the new sleeve leader for us. We need that. And in a way, it was kind of nice to see that come forward and see it. But then it also was nice to see, hey, Cyber New Types is upcoming too. And this past of like, hey, what does a new type kind of mean? But it's not in the in the fact that, you know, someone who was a new type or that came to save it was the idea of those who are currently alive and working to go ahead and live 
in this day and in that kind of day and age that really saved the day. It wasn't, it wasn't um like the mirror. It wasn't um someone else previously. It was those who are currently there able to save the currently able to save, and of course, Benadra came, but he's also here. He's fighting for yeah. He's the like tomorrow. a current human. It's not like this was all set. So like. I have a feeling this is another thing they will have added to the Gundam, like, required handbook of sorts. <laughs> they had another dude frozen in a tube in this one. Like, <laughs> they had another old man in, yeah. in a life thing. And, it, <laughs> like, but the thing with Unicorn was it was, like, this... Eventually it became less, like, Laplace. Yeah. guiding this and more Menager being like, no, fuck all of you. I'm saving, I'm saving Maneva because I love her. God damn it. Yeah. Like, I, I will I, say this. I, I, the one, the one, go ahead. It was, it was interesting though, only because comparing Menager with, um, and I forget the, the main person's name. Um, um does not reflect well on him. Jonah. But. Jonah, Jonah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, it took a second. But um going ahead and like having Jonah and then having him compared to to Ben to Benadra, it's tough considering honestly, like Jonah's great in terms of that you can tell he was determined to do what he came out to do. He was there truly to do what he wanted to do. But Benadra really like he pushed himself to go ahead and make the choices himself. He wanted to be true to himself whether and it wasn't about being on the federation side being on the sleeve side it wasn't about that it was about doing right just doing right and in this case jonah kind of wasn't given the option to say oh i'm doing right or i'm doing wrong it's just you are doing a job because you want to track down the phoenix for because of your friend you know yeah and that was interesting but I, and, it definitely kind of lacked the same motivational drive, I felt. It didn't come across as well, that motivational drive. It didn't come out of him as much as I wanted it to be, considering there were times where he just kind of let himself continue to be almost manipulated, you know, into yeah, scenarios. Yeah, totally. And, it's... And, and it was kind of because of that that I, I felt like, it was it was a rough sell sometimes with Jonah, considering sometimes he was all in. I was behind him the whole way, like, go do it. Go ahead and, and, and take your piece. But in others, it was like, why are you why are you kind of putting yourself forward in this regard? It's like it's not really you doing it. It's more about, hey, this is this is kind of like what is needs to be done because I'm I'm this kind of soldier, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, totally, and it, it, so what was the name, do you remember the name of the, um, of, like, the third friend, the girl it with was, the eyebrows? Yes. I'm gonna call Michelle. her eyebrows. Michelle. 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 Um, I, they played a game, the narrative played, the, the, the narrative of Gundam narrative, played a game, kind of a, a weird game of hide the ball with her. When mm-hmm. they could have just been like, she wants to find her friend too, and she and she just happened to be the one who like is smart enough to have saved 
her and Jonah and get the power to be able to, like, get the backing of this huge Chinese dynasty family that they're part of now. Yeah. And instead, they play this whole eternal life thing, and I get why they do that, but they could just be like, I, I found this honestly, Gundam is important enough to go to go get it, yeah. and it, like, but they keep I, saying I like, say, yeah. If any, in my opinion, if anyone got character development, honestly, Michelle got the most of it, and then they I was, murdered her. I, I, I was, I was like, kind of happy that Michelle got so much character development, but I was hoping that it would really come from Jonah. Like Michelle, in my opinion, got the most redemption yeah, out of the totally. whole story. Like initially we think of her as like, geez, why, why are you here? You are like the worst person. And the fact that you're leading yeah. the charge on this was disgusting. I'm like, no, like, but by the end of it, I was like, honestly happy for michelle i was like wow that was so cool of of her and i was like that's really interesting that they as the movie progresses they've kind of un like peeled the onion and and like lift the veil on michelle's character more and more and it made me really interested in michelle i will say like michelle's character i thought was really well done truthfully considering it had nuance it had that kind of like unveiling of hey she has this exterior outside that everyone's like geez michelle's here you know to like oh my goodness like she truly cares there's this person inside of her that actually is like here for a reason you know so yeah. it was uh, I, I, I will tell you the thing that surprised me the one of the things that surprised me the most about the movie is that after all of that they kill her <laughs> I didn't, honestly, I didn't mind that because I, I was like, she, in a way, I was, I was happy about that because with, with the, with this, with this, with this movie in specific, I feel like Michelle had her storyline in this movie. And really, I was happy about that more than anything because Jonah didn't get that. I needed, Michelle got a full storyline. Like, she had the full transformation, and I was super happy. But, like, Jonah has more story to tell, especially now that, in a way that he's free. He's looking to do right. And now that he's, in a way, back inside of, like, understanding more, and possibly even as a cyber new type, that it's more for him that he can and should be doing. This is kind of like the way to kind of let him be himself and set him free in a way, just because he's able to now not be under Michelle's thumb, but kind of t think for himself, do for himself and do what he feels is right. He's getting, I feel the chance that Benadjer had begin with as a clean slate. Um, Benadjer was able to come in and, and be who he wanted to be. Jonah didn't have that option from the beginning of this movie. He was under the thumb of Michelle through and through because he said, I'm determined to do this. I have to do it. And I have no choice, but well, coming out of it, he's able to now be what he wants to be. And I'm curious what he's going to do kind of next. And that's kind of why I'm really interested inside of this um, as a whole. Well, I, and, and while I totally agree with you, I think that this, this movie sets up, this movie is a setup to filling in that, that monumental hundred year gap. But the thing that, 
So, the thing that I think I appreciate the most about um, Iron Blood Orphans is mm-hmm. that they have, A, they have a whole, like, so- insane side cast of female characters who are all excellent and great. Yeah. But what they do with those, what they do specifically with those characters is they give them a purpose, agency, and, like, the, 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 when, um, and spoiler alert for Iron Blood Orphan, when, um, I forget, I forget her name, um, the character who ultimately gets pregnant with Mikasa's kid. Oh. And, and, and like, the, and, like, the third section of that love triangle. There's a decision by the two of them, not including Mikasa, that, like, we're just gonna be a thruple. Mm-hmm. And the world's just gonna, like, have to exist with us being a thruple, which is important because one part of that, it's basically the prime chancellor of space. Yeah. And um... it's this it's this decision to do what they did with Michelle and tell this story of this strong female character, but then, and I think this is important, let that, let those characters be alive at the end of the story as forces in the universe like the, um, like the gold Gundam, I forget that model's name, where they let that they let that thing exist in the universe continuing on. Kind of the same way they did with Maneva and Menager from Unicorn. If they mm-hmm. had let Michelle exist as the kind of financial backing of the narrative, and you have Noah now running all over the running all over the universe, either yeah. looking for his friend still or like acting as a peacekeeper somehow, it mm-hmm. would be a great... You would have the, you would have space in a series to do what they couldn't do with um, Maneva in this movie and, like, give Michelle this, like, time to breathe and time to mature and, like, build her up into... Have you seen, um... Have you seen Black Lagoon? Yeah. So yeah. I could see a character like Michelle slowly being built out to be, like, this Bellalanka-like presence in a show that it's just, like, she's this badass female character. Because I think, I know Gundam has the ability to, like, write these characters. Mm-hmm. I just wonder why they didn't keep her, keep her fit, because, of course, now that we have, like, new types being able to, like, inhabit a Gundam she could still be alive, like, in the narrative, which would be a cool thing if, like, she was now, like, inhabited the narrative, and that's where Noah was with her. Yeah. But if they had her as, like, a physical embodied character, they could, like, do, like, use her as a plot element constantly. Mm -hmm. And, like, they could have this thing of, like, where the fuck is this... It's the narrative getting its funding from, and then they could, like, hard cut to Michelle, like, walking out of a meeting and, like, taking out her phone and texting Noah, like, like, you have food for the next three months. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it's, uh, yeah, I get it, considering it was, it was, um, I will say this, it was touching to see, though. It was touching to see 
what they did with her. I'm yeah, no, lie. totally. It was it was touching. I I appreciated what they did, and really, I understand what your point is, but it's like there's so many bigger companies I feel inside of the UC that having one more is like it's kind of a drop in the bucket at this point. Truthfully, I don't. I'd rather have her be remembered as a good character than as just a continuing character that kind of just lies in the background now when she had her when she had when she could have had a chance like she did um here I feel like that was kind of my my thoughts whenever I think about what Michelle does though yeah well the the thing that I worry about with this movie is that I don't know if you know you might know more about you probably do know more about this than me is I can't help but wonder that somehow they move away from Noah in some way like he like he like they told his story and now they're weirdly done with it and the next story in the UC it's like they catapult it 40 years in advance and Noah is now no longer like a side character in the way that I'm described Michelle yeah. just being and I I mm. just I just wonder if we get more of Noah and it's like that concerns me a little because you're right they didn't they didn't actually do a whole lot with him he is like he's a tool in this movie basically yeah it's kind of like I, I, I would like I would and like I said I think this movie could have been a series and mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they went back to it and they said, okay, we did a movie, but now we're going to do, like, a 24-episode run of this. Mm-hmm. They did, like, a reverse unicorn or a reverse endless walls. Cringe. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I reviewed no, I, I I that as a Christmas and, and, and in my opinion, it's like, as a movie, I think it's great. Because it it really, in my opinion, super condenses the need to know in a, in a lot of in a lot of things, but it sets a bright future for Universal Century. Um, does I, and I and I agree. It was a lot of different things that I was like, man, I wish they really expanded on like the um, kind of the Miracle Children. I wish they expanded more about the cyber the cyber new type training that they, that was happening during the war. I kind of wish they expanded upon Anaheim in general and the fact that hey. There's a third one out there. What the heck are we doing? You know, because we kind of didn't get that. We got yeah. a lot of just Michelle doing and pulling the strings, but nothing was happening with Anaheim except, oh, the unicorn's still around. Okay. I unicorn. really like the idea of it, like, like having like an Apple product X box that it fits in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the here's your new iPhone unicorn edition. <laughs> um. But- but yeah, honestly, I completely agree. I, I I personally really like the movie just for the fact that it really continued the Universal Century storyline in a in a in a way that I was really excited for for what's coming next. And I agree though, like it absolutely should get the the kind of re double O ninety six that Unicorn did where they go ahead and say, Okay, we're gonna chop this up into an anime series so that we can expand on each of the sections, considering you like I don't know for you it got tiresome, but that whole I want to be reincarnated as a bird thing, I don't know how many times they said it. At, I was like, at, at some point, it was like, you've gone ahead and heard that line almost more than I've heard, a, like, 
them go ahead and talk about the narrative yeah. itself. I was like, what is happening? So it was it was something special. It was definitely something special to go ahead and be like, okay, narrative Gundam, awesome. The Phoenix was hype. Um, seeing the, I'm not gonna lie, the the I kind of wish the Sinaju Stein that Zoltar piloted got more screen time because it really was too cool for this movie. Honestly, it deserved its own place and its own property because. It was such a cool um, Sinaju version, which realistically, it's still a Sinaju. Yes, yes, you know. But so I, I, I have a question for you because um, Zoltan reminded me specifically of this one character. But like, if you had put that character through like a hot topic grinder, um, <laughs> um, who is the like the very homoerotic lieutenant that served under Full Frontal? Oh, yes, yes. Like, like, that's the guy, and, like, so, my, my first, like, it screamed out of my brain, I almost blurted it out in the theater. Uh, <laughs> my first thought when I saw Zoltan's mobile suit was, yo, that's, that's a Nazi robot. I was almost, <laughs> I was like, Nazi robot! Because <laughs> it looks like, it looks like, like it, it has, reminds me of um, it, all. I, it, all it screamed out to me was, "I am the forever edge lord of the right? of the Sinaju family," yeah. and I was like, "Okay, then you're that guy. You're that guy. Embrace <laughs> and, it, buddy." Oh, I also thought it's like, oh, all the edge lords, all the skinny weirdo edge lords have somebody to cosplay for the next five years now. <laughs> all they gotta do is buy two different colored contacts and like flip their hair in the opposite direction and paint some scars on and they're good. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Um, but... But the actual Gundam, like, the actual unit itself, the mobile suit itself, the Sinaju Stein narrative edition, was, in my opinion, really well put together. And it, the Sinaju is just a well-put-together mobile suit, just to begin with. But, um, if it was really small details. Like, the... The actual rifle that it uses was really intricate. It had a lot more options to it. So it's more functionality than was actually given to it um, that I appreciated. But it was like it didn't get to get shown off because the Neo Zeong came. It was just like, oh, Neo Zeong is here. And there goes our problem sphere. It's just this yeah. is a that doesn't need to exist and it's not really kind of existing the right way anyway so we just have problems it's like you know you could have had a regular Gundam like you know Sinaju versus Gundam fight you could have had the sleeves versus Federation fight that we expected but we got something else entirely we've got something else entirely well, I, and I, I think that one of the struggles with like the Universal Century is I think they did a good job of like re of reestablishing the conflict of it with um uh unicorn. Why did that yes. escape me for so long? Um, is that like at some point Neo Zeon starts to look starts to look less like we're fighting for rights and more like 
we just assholes, yo. Yeah, exactly. And that that was like, and it like it felt like um, Zoltan was like a rewind to we just assholes out here in space, mm-hmm. and I, uh, I, so I'm actually glad. Like, even though Zoltan is like, he's also a very good character. I'm I'm glad like he's not there anymore. We can move on. Yeah. Uh, in a way, it was it was a nice way to say, hey, the sleeves still have some of that kind of like militaristic neo Zeon, you know, all of that kind of like stuff in them. But it's like it almost was with the wiping of Zoltar that we also are getting a new type of sleeves, a new type of neo Zeon that we're actually coming up. You know, it's kind of interesting because it was a matter of them being able to say, yeah. They did this. They're going to be held accountable, actually. And they and Minerva's actually trying to keep this level of like peacekeeping between the two. It was kind of nice to see that in some small way that even when Neo Zeon and Sleeves, I guess, as we're calling it now, is kind of still around, but they're not the same way that it used to be. It's not. It's not just, hey, we're gonna like divide and conquer. We're looking to go ahead and take over. It's now hey, there's a political point that we had to make, and we had to make ourselves, like, actually have a reason and, and have the platform that we're now standing on, which is from Laplace's box, be valuable, you know, and mean something. And, um, by the way, that, that like, space senator or whatever he was, that guy's a snake. Dude. Like, like, <laughs> I, like, I just want to see him get his at some point. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh. You're like, um, and I know I keep going back to to alternate to alternate history Gundam, but um, who's the who's the Kushinada family head from who featured prominently in Gundam in Endless Walls? Oh my God! Oh, the, the, that old looking motherfucker. <laughs> oh, the name escapes me. Uh, like. Name- but I know exactly who you, you mean. You know exactly who I mean. Like, you, yeah. can, you can see the Toonami trailer. Like, <laughs> He's just looking we over. We are like... stuffed on the road to glory! <laughs> oh, God, that thing's burned in my brain. Help me now. <laughs> um, but, like, it, that senator is, like, in the same way, I'm like, oh, that guy definitely dies at some point. Yeah. And it's definitely, like, an entire theater clapping situation. Um, but... I think that this is, like, now that I'm, like, coming to the point of, like, oh, this is, like, a first step for this, I think that this is a good first step, but once again, I, like, I got this real feeling that, like, they wanted to put a Gundam movie in theaters. Like, they yeah. want they wanted that budget, they wanted that, because it's, it's so got to be I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. If that was if that was the point, I'm kind of disappointed in the budget. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought I thought some eye shaking. I'm like, oh, someone's been up all night drawing this character nine times. Oh uh, yeah, but here's my problem. Um, I'm coming off of a different high as well for Gundam. I had the high of watching the Gundam Thunderbolt movie, Bandit Flower, recently. Oh, I need to I need to finish Gundam Thunderbolt because like. The, the jazz and the armored Gundam floating through yeah. debris is just like, I'm so, like, oh, so, this is all me, and I just, like, I haven't gotten to it. So here's my problem. When I went to see this, I was like, oh, man, it's going to be on the same level, if not better. I can't wait. And I was like, 
I kind of prefer Thunderbolt's timeline and, and conversations and art style and the detail. I was like, I missed that. And I didn't realize I missed it until it kind of happened. When I was watching this, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait. This looks so cool. It looks great. And then when you get to some of the moments, you're like, am I watching an anime filler moment? Like, I, like every every. Gundam has its moment where you know the art was like you clearly went ahead and spent the money on the Gundam you know moment <laughs> yeah like you wanted that scene but it's like even some of the Gundam fight moments I was like what happened did did you like stop and stop your budget did you cut somewhere here why did you cut here like I can clearly see what you've done wrong and I'm frustrated because it's like okay you cut budget a little bit on your characters fine you know you have some far shots you go ahead you zoom in and you see some really grimy like so, dots and eyes you know but on that note during the Gundam fights this is what we came to see there was there was one that was like I just remember it and it literally looked like just there were the actual like ground shaking forming up and I was like this looks like garbage. You literally just put this thing through a freaking mixer. Like <laughs> it was, it was like you could see things that were like, wow, that is some definitely fused like layers of things just combining on top of each other, and they look disgusting. And I'm sorry. So, um, I, so I'm not usually a stickler for like weird details and things like all the like off-model things that you see people pass around. I either just haven't watched that show, like, the legendary Berserk off-model Insanity. Oh. Um, like, I just haven't watched Berserk in, like, nine, like, it, since I was in high school. So I, I don't, like, I mm-hmm. haven't seen that. But there's one thing in this, in this movie that, like, it haunts me. And, <laughs> uh, and that is, there's this, like, like, background character who's like a like a a federation like worker and just this guy's face is so small on his head he's got like nine miles of chin underneath his mouth yeah it's I was like, so i'm like oh that's a nightmare happened? yeah what happened there i was like there there's uh, like I normally am not too big, like too worried about stuff that's happening in the background. Yeah. If there's a concern, it's like no big deal, whatever. You're gonna save it for the Gundam fight. But there was, I was just like, you could see where you put the dots, dude. You could see the dots. Yeah. I was like, what happened? Where did our budget go? Because you didn't put all of it into some of the fights. I can tell you that. I get it, Phoenix. Fenix itself is a expensive endeavor. Like the yeah, Fenix, definitely. The Fenix like, looks every it's single really time the ornate. The Fenix looks awesome, the but ho- man, the ho- they if do that themselves was... any favors with the crazy horn. But in this case, I was more frustrated by the fact that you had the Fenix, and it's like the Fenix literally maybe took eighty percent of the budget of this movie. The Fenix alone probably took. 80 to 90% of the budget, it feels like. Because the Fenix looks cool. The narrative looked good. The Stein... The Stein... Oh, you're like, the, the Fenix looked cool. The narrative looked eh, good. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Like the Sinatu Stein had a lot of cool detail, and then once you got into those moments, it was like oof. It's like the Sinatu Stein in this movie has a rounded head, and I think they did that intentionally because you could literally just see when you were looking at some known parts of the movie, he's supposed to have Vulcans on his head. You couldn't see the Vulcans. You just had the dome <laughs> of his head. I was like, what happened? So now. As someone who builds these, I mean, based on your Instagram feed, fairly regularly. Um, which, by the way, if you want some good Instagram Gundam, follow him. <laughs> um, but, um, which one of like which one of the suits from this movie? You're not allowed to say the unicorn, even though technically it's in the movie. <laughs> would you like buy and build? So here's my problem. As, as a Gunpla builder, I've built them all. I oh, have okay. a I have a narrative. Okay. A pack. I have a Stein NT version. Okay. And a, and a, and I have a Phoenix. I have oh, all so three. I, so I like I'm out of the loop here. I wasn't aware that they had released these already. I would I yeah. I just up, as a pure programming thing, I would have been like. Boom, 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 boom. Like, it comes out, these suits are released and on the shelves. Like, you can you can get out of this movie and be Gundam high as fuck and, like... Yeah. Go, go to the... Go to, um, Midtown Comics and, like, drop $500 on a Phoenix and go to town. Like, that would be the way I would do it, but that's me. Yeah. Um... For me, I went ahead and um, and I will say this: um, the Sinatra Stein was an amazing build. Um, the Phoenix, oh boy, the Phoenix, poor Phoenix. The Phoenix is <laughs> be honest. Is he, sitting ha- is he sitting half done on your on your on your cutting board right now? Oh boy. Okay. So, oh boy. I, I'm just looking over at my shelf here, and I'm just like, oof, oof. My my. I have like two shelves of Gunpla right now, and I've been taking apart some recently. And the worst thing is, is this: the Stein is sitting up on that shelf. Yeah. You know, it's not sitting up on the shelf. The Phoenix. The Phoenix. <laughs> Why though? Like, I, I, I can see that it's probably a pain in the ass to build because it's... no. No, really? the problem is it's easy and it's the same unicorn mold that has been around for high grades since the beginning of time. And it's okay. the worst build ever. It has like, oh, it, 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 oh, everything about it just rubs me the wrong way at this point. And it's it's terrible because when I go ahead and I, and I deal with it, I'm like, man, the the new unicorn, like, real grade is amazing. I tell everyone, go get an RG unicorn. Go get an RG banshee. They're the best thing around. They have full armor, armor Gundam uh, unicorn out now. And that's in RG, and it's, like, the best thing. It has the full transformation and everything. But this, the high-grade unicorn series of stuff is just, oh, it is the same old mold that has been around since the dawn of time of the unicorn mold. And it's just a bad, it's just a bad thing. It's just terrible. It just exists. And I don't I'm know what. I'm really sorry to hear that. <laughs> I'm like, I was, I, the worst thing is, is this. I picked it up 
in Anime NYC. I picked all three up at Anime NYC. I picked oh, up. So you, you got out of that panel. And you were like, I'm, re- I'm like, I'm, 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 was, I'm ready to put my wall in the ground. I'm ready to not see it for the next five years. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. And to come out of that, to have the Stein be amazing of a build, the the Fenex be an absolute atrocity of a build, and it's just because it's the same old build um, as it was every other time was a pain. But then to make it one worse is just that when it came to um, when it came to the the narrative Gundam, I was expecting so much more. That was my problem with the with the narrative. Like I had one really good Gundam, which was the Stein. Um, but again, that's just because the Sinaju is such a good Gundam. Um, mobile suit in general. I keep saying Gundam, but it's really not. It's a mobile suit properly um, from the sleeves. But um, to get that back and just be like, okay, um, the Sinaju's great. The Phoenix is old as crap and needs to be put down and just re-engineered from <laughs> the ground up. Because like I'm serious. Even the um the, the double shields that she that the Phoenix has did yeah. nothing to help it. It made it like so back heavy and it just was terrible. It, it, uh, it, it, does, it, so I so my question is, does it stand like when you say back heavy, does it even stand up by itself? It can, but you're literally twisting the, the oh, leg. You're like forward. you're like like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I I have um, grab her. I don't build many Gundams because I don't have the patience. But this is one of like the Gundam armored girls. Oh, you have a Fumina. Yeah, and I am sorry for you. <laughs> she, um, she's a pain in the ass, and she's yeah. like she only stands up in a very specific way. That is the Phoenix in a nutshell because like, it's so back heavy. I, and I have, um, and you can probably tell me which one this is too. This one was a was, um, it's a slightly miniature build, and it's, um, I'm not sure. I totally forgot. that one is. It's from it's from the um, uh, the Reconquista line. I'm, I'm forgetting yeah. the name, but I know it's from Reconquista. And it, it, I, it has a stand that comes with it that is somewhere. I'm sure. And you but have it, to use them. You have to use it, or else because it's like... it. But it actually stands up by itself, but only if you don't put the booster pack on it. Because yeah. the booster pack is like this thing is. This thing is not. This thing is pretty sturdy once yeah. it's built by and itself. It takes, you can, a moron can build it. Hence, I built it. Um, and but like once you put the booster pack on, it's like twice the weight of the thing, and I'm like. I didn't. I didn't get into the anime figure game to play Stan Tetris, but that's what I have to live with. Yeah, like I. I must. Oh. Have, I literally have. I. I don't know how many stands. I literally just keep extra. Um, gun plus stands, action bases, effectively. Yeah. Just I keep a pack of them, like an extra pack, just in the room, because I'm like, I never know when I open a box that I'm gonna buy. It's like. I don't think this has a stand in it to actually hold itself upright. Like, the only... The narrative was a special case. The narrative is a special case. In that, the narrative got a stand with it. And the APAC was interesting, but it wasn't interesting to me. 
Um, okay. Because the the A pack was the mobile armor portion. So inside that beginning section where it goes ahead, and I'm sure everyone has seen it already um, through that first 20 minute trailer that you can watch. Um, well, it's the first 20 some minutes online on uh, Gundam Info, but you actually get to see. Um, the narrative go out. It has this mobile armor that it's wearing with its vault with like two massive beam rifles. It yeah, has claws like, to catch it. Yeah, he's strapped into this mobile armor, and it's crazy. And that's all the build is. And then when you deconstruct it out of the mobile armor, the him at like when they meant it in the in the movie saying, hey, "Man, this thing is a scarecrow." They it, meant it. it. Oh yeah, it's, I'm sure. It, and like as a gunpla. As like model itself, it feels like a scarecrow, and I'm like, the worst thing is, is that when I look at the um, the B pack and C pack, I'm more put off by it. I'm really, almost, I'm I'm more put off because like, again, now, is, is, is there more? Have you built a um, have you built a Barbatos at all? I have at least two Barbados in the room. I have. Is it more like cause the like the baseline Barbados build must be like fairly like I like skinny and skinny and insane looking. Is it like more scarecrowish than that as yeah, a build? It is. How so, the fuck? So here's the deal. The Barbados had armor pieces. It had things to cover itself. It had yeah. exposed parts, but they were all piston parts. Okay, gotcha. Here's the problem. The narrative literally has open arm sections that are just empty. <laughs> and the only thing that you're putting in them, depending on the the pack that you're using, is either psycho plates or you're putting him in mobile armor. Okay. That is the only option. It's either you're filling him with psycho plates, which even then you still see the same kind of like space of gray arm movement or (laughs) or you see mobile armor. So it's effectively take pick your poison. And the worst thing is, is that there's no more announcements so far to get anything else more fully armored like there is like the mobile armor a pack is effectively the full armor gun unicorn gundam and the full armor unicorn gundam looked like a tank when that thing rolled out it's like it had extra booster packs it had the um the extra rocket rockets on its side it had the extra mega launcher it had it was decked out the full armor unicorn was decked out but this but the oh the narrative just it looks like a skeleton and you're just putting things on a skeleton that's what it always looks like to me and that's again personal like some people i will agree think the narrative looks really cool like mixing the b and and c packs is going to be really cool but i personally just feel man this is a skeleton gundam i don't want anything to do with it because it doesn't it's almost like Hey, you have a sleek Gundam. Here's literally bare bones. It's like, how bare bones can you get narrative Gundam? That's how bare bones. And that's wow. almost two bare bones at that point. Because it's not even then you have armor on him. You have just elbow pads, knee pads. You have shoulder pads. It's like, what? No. That, that, like, that, that's odd. I, 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 and like... 
That's just that's just like odd because they 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 make this huge deal about um in uh Iron Blood about Barbatos like starting as this like frail looking barely there uh-huh. like Gundam frame thing and they keep digging these things out of the dirt and Mars which who the fuck knows what happened there because I haven't <laughs> read anything about the Calamity War yet but holy shit there's a, yeah. there's a lot of Gundams under the city for whatever fucking weird reason there's, um, a, lot of, there's a lot of fun things around the Calamity War there's but, a lot of um, fun things I, and actually I want to break from Gundam for just a second um, because I want to ask you your opinion on have you played the Damon X Machina demo yet Oh, okay. Have you... So, my poor Facebook page, (laughs) all I've done on my Switch is either recently play Tetris 99 or play the Tetris Machina. I won Tetris 99 today. On a type. But, yeah, it's... My my poor Facebook page... Um, my My Facebook page has only been Anthem and Damon X Machina. That's it. That's it. I don't go on Facebook much anymore, <laughs> but like your anthem stuff has been leaking out onto Instagram too. I'm like, oh, I guess he's playing anthem. And and I've, I like, guess I, thought, it's like, been a mecca high as of recent, <laughs> which is great. But yeah, David X Machina has been stealing time in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. So I haven't because because I I only play video games with one hand, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't made it past the Protect the Library mission. How much more uh, of that is there? It's, it's <laughs> how, how many missions did they put in this thing? They've put like four missions. They put four Oh, missions. okay. So that's like the penultimate mission, basically. I don't feel so it's, bad. It's now. a big mission, but there's, there's one bigger boss battle that you have to get to. Okay, I might try and struggle through it at some point. <laughs> But I mm-hmm. like I keep going back to the second mission and just like cleaning house and getting robot parts so I can like build my robot and like that like I can't I I'm like I'm I will buy I will shut up and take my money. <laughs> um, but I just wondered if you had played that because it seems like right up your alley. I'm like oh, I hope he's yeah. not just playing Anthem. Like if he hasn't played this, I'm gonna be like, no, hey, you download no. this I, I right would, now. I I have been on a huge mecha kick. Like I've got um I recently got um finally imported another copy of um New Gundam Breaker Three. I finally okay. got an import of that, so I was oh, wow. super happy. Okay. Um, about that recently, I, I've recently picked, I recently got new Gundam Breaker just sitting in here. I finally just forced myself to be like, forget the noise that's happening around new Gundam Breaker. Just go out, buy it for yourself and do like, whatever. Like, like get into it. And I'll um, see what it's like. So I'll probably be designing Gunpla soon in there too. And posting <laughs> that as pictures. Um, but I'm, I'm happy to hear that like, could that totally up both of our alleys. And yeah. when that game comes out, we should figure out how to play together. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But definitely. um, so what are your final thoughts on Gundam Narrative? So, to speak? so, kind of final thoughts for me. Gundam Narrative is a it's a good movie, and it and it's a movie that really continues the world of the Universal Century. If you're a fan and you've 
and you've really been following Universal Century, then it's a definite watch. Like, it's one of those things that's just, it's adding to the story. It's creating more things to enjoy about the world itself. Um, but do I recommend it for everyone? Definitely not. No. It's it's a hard movie to swallow, considering it's, it's really banking on the idea that you want more Universal Century. You want the storyline to continue. You want more after Unicorn. This is that more that's coming, and it shows what you can what's going on more than that so i think it's really great i i appreciate what it's doing there's a lot of points where i'm like man i wish this had more i wish the mecca looked a little bit better i wished that um that as a storyline it had a bit more to it but what they gave us i was really happy with and even though it was a very almost solemn um it was a very solemn kind of movie, it felt, at times. I felt that it was really fulfilling, that whole belief in Universal Century, what the Universal Century is, and looking forward in what Universal Century will be um, to fill out this whole 100-year span of what's happening. So I really enjoy it. I, it's definitely one of the movies where I say, if you're really inside of the, the Universal Century and you're a big Gundam fan – Definitely go out and watch it. If you're just beginning and getting into um, Gundam, this is sadly not the place for you. I'm sorry to say, but <laughs> it really I, is, I concur with that. It really is more for those who have been in it. They really want more Universal Century. They want more Gundam. Um, and they really want to see what's coming next in the next steps for Gundam. This is a, is a movie for those people. Is it the greatest choice of a movie? Probably not, but... For what we got, I was really happy with it. And I think that they really went ahead and reinvigorated, again, just the Universal Century and just what's coming forward. Um, but if if I had to say, like, where it ranks in terms of anime movie, in terms of, like, Gundam movies, oof, oof, poor, poor Gundam. I'm going to go ahead and, like, just put my, my Gundam trilogy, my Gundam movie trilogy over the side and just be like, you're still really good. Don't worry. Um, Thunderbolt's <laughs> amazing. Again, that's like if you just want to to get a feel about what Gundam means as a universal standard, universal century standard, Thunderbolt is so good. Like it has the music, it has the it has the look, it has the feel, it has the politic the politics that just builds into it. But it's doing so much in such a small space. Um, I think it's really good. And of course, they're having a trilogy of them, which we've already seen the anime come out, and it's great. But seeing them produce it in such a high-quality level now is really great. But seeing narrative come out and seeing them continue this path of like, hey, here's where Unicorn left off. Here's what happens next. And just keeping that going is really good. I'm enjoying that. So I definitely recommend it. It's not for the Gundam the Gundam casual, but it's for the it's for the Universal Century person. It's for the person who really gets what they're gets what they're talking about, understands the storyline, and really wants more. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I I will say that I I totally agree with you. This is not for like necessarily a casual Gundam viewer. Um, did you see anybody walk out of your theater? No. I did not. Uh, and this was the only lady who I at least registered walking out. There's this woman sitting next to me, and at some point, 
I don't know. She just, like, got up and beelined out of there and never came back. It wasn't like she was getting an important <laughs> call. It was like, she was like, I'm done. Oh. And I was like, it's not that, like, I, I, by the end of the movie, I'm like, that was okay. It was not, like, it was not, like, I'm like, rah, rah, let's go. But mm-hmm. I, I get how we get this movie, and I think it's great that we got it. But I'm not going to walk out of the theater, but I will say that this is not, like, if you're looking to start Gundam, oh God. Um, if you're looking, if in my opinion, if you're looking to get into Universal Century, like, let's say you've watched IBO and you're looking for your next, like, insert into the Universal Century, honestly, pick up the um, the original Gundam movie trilogy um, yeah. and Char's Counterattack. That will give you everything you need to know in a more condensed way to understand what is the Universal Century about. And then you can make your choice on what you want it to be for you because there's a lot of facets to it. There's um, the more crazy side, which is like 008 MS team, like I said from the start. You have the more kind of, um, I would almost say, relaxed build level of it when it comes to um, Thunderbolt, but it's still high energy, high passion, you know. You have, you have just so many different areas of um, of Gundam that really are just kind of building together, and it was nice to see them in this movie tie them all kind of together. Um, those callouts were really good, but there's a lot of there's a lot of points. There's a lot of points. Well, that, um, the that thing really- I will say is that if if you're interested in watching this movie when it comes out, because it will come out in some sort of insane collector's edition, that I'm sure you or I or both of us will be able to, like, spend whatever amount of money we <laughs> want to spend on it. Um, but um, if, you look, if you're, like, looking to get into Gundam, you're looking to, like, get into a Universal Century thing, but you just, uh, like, you can't, you can't with the original Gundam, a great place to start is Unicorn because it's relatively short. Yeah. It's got massively high production value. It gets all the classic Gundam stuff, the stuff that you don't. And I've I've reviewed Unicorn on this podcast, and I think I said this in that episode too. The stuff that you don't know, it will sit you down and be like, "This is who this character it actually is, and this is why this is important." And then it will like keep building on that for that series' sake. And then you can go watch this movie, and this movie will sit all but and, perfectly in that like continuum. And yeah. it's, it, I think they did a great thing with Unicorn specifically, um, in that they were like, okay, we want to do an anniversary project, but we know that Gundam is this massive thing now, so we want to do an anniversary project that pays homage to that massive thing while also explaining it and giving people an, a much more recent on-ramp into it. Yep. Yeah. Um, but on that note, do you have any other like major thoughts? Um, last thoughts, I would say, um, if you're a Gumpla builder, um, support the Sinaju Stein, please support it. The narrative version of the Sinaju Stein is just amazing. Um, from a movie perspective, 
go out and just enjoy Gundam, you know? Get into it. Get into the Universal Century. Unicorns around. It's super versatile to get into. And narrative just builds on it. It's right now the time, I would say, that we're building up this whole new Universal Century. And Unicorn started it, and now narrative is here to continue it. Um, so definitely get on it if you're interested in inside of the Universal Century. I will also say that it was like it was really satisfying to like see Gundam on a massive screen. (laughs) (laughs) That's always satisfying. That's always satisfying. To be fair, no matter what, that's always satisfying. Um, but yeah, so I I would say if you like Gundam or you like you're looking for a big anime, if you're looking for like a big anime movie to go see. I don't know if it's still in theaters yet. If it's still in theaters anymore, honestly, okay. I don't know because it's run by it's run by Fathom. Fathom no, it was a one day exclusive event. It was, it was? A one day. It was only one day. Yeah. Also, oh, fuck you it. guys. Like me, me and Alan saw it. It's for us and you guys. Just, I, I'm sorry. No, um, but when it does come out, definitely give it a watch if you haven't. Um, yeah. Uh, and hope for and hope for an anime series for it to come out because yeah, like, it, it needs one it, to it, really give it justice. In to my give opinion, give it justice because there's there's a, I mean, if and when you do see this movie, you'll notice that there's a lot of spaces they don't ha- they just straight up don't have time to fill in. Like they 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 keep cutting they keep cutting this is the, this is kind of what we're trying to wind down. Um. They keep cutting to Maneva, and she's just sitting in a chair in a big empty room, and it's like, oh, they need more time. Yeah. <laughs> they need so much more time. Yeah. They're, they're, like, coming down off the high of, like, just animating these, like, hour, hour and a half long yep. <laughs> episodes for Unicorn. They're just like, we don't know how to do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but, Perfect. yeah. So, um, go check it out. So, Alan, where can people follow you if you want to be followed? I don't know. If I don't. You do. I don't even know if I want to be followed yet. Um, I'm still deciding that. But um, in general, I would say get on get on um, Instagram. Start following the hashtag Gumpla Builders. You know, um, we there's a lot of people inside New York itself who are using the hashtag. There's a lot of great talent in the city. Um, if you want someone specifically that I recommend following. Um, Resobox has been having um, Gunpla, Gundam NYC, I believe, really in the city actively doing it. And they're almost doing now, um, they've been doing it twice this year already, where they have, um, I forget his name, but, and I can take a quick look. Um, but there's, there's someone specifically who goes ahead and will do something at the uh, Resobox um, place down here in the city if you're in New York. So definitely take a look into that, you know, get into Gunpla in general and, um, share pictures considering use the hashtag. I literally go ahead and I'm on Instagram looking at new Gunpla builds every day. I'm super interested in that. Um, if you look up the tag, the anime connoisseur, I'm sure people can ta- track me down somewhere along that way. Considering I write randomly in random places, using that as kind of like the ultimatum name. Um, but yeah, um, live it up, you know. <laughs> um, so uh, here's a, here's actually a good question. I mean, I know about um, a- 
image anime. Yep. But um, what's a great place for people to go, like, pick up Gunpla other than mm. Image? <clears throat> so, as of recent, I've been... I've been doing two things. I have been going to Midtown Comics almost every few months, every few weeks, almost every few months. Midtown Comics has been doing 20% off in-store for all Bandai kits, which means nice. you go to a, to a Midtown Comics, you see their Gundam wall, and it gets 20% off whatever it is, which is which, great. Which Midtown do you go to? Do you go to the one by Times Square or – I go there. I literally will whenever there's twenty percent off for Gunpla. I go to all three of them. I go to the one down by the seaport. I go to the one by Times Square, and I go to the one further down by Lexington. And I check out pretty much all the Gundam. I check them all out, and I look at what I want to buy, and I buy probably more than I should again for the <laughs> backlog that I have. Yeah, I have. I think a backlog I, of growing. Before the machine from- learning kicked in and blurred you out, I saw the the stack of boxes behind you. Just, just, yeah. just, oh, yeah. It's, the backlog is real. Let's just say that. The backlog is real. Um, but, um, that's one place. Another place that I've recently been going to, considering I actually commute in and out of Jersey, is, um, USA Gundam Store. The USA Gundam Store. They have a lot more than I ever thought they did. And I'm so happy about okay. that. So, Two things. A, I've never heard of that place before in my life. Um, <laughs> B, where is it in New Jersey? It's, um, it's, I think it's like a hour bus ride away out of Port Authority. And the fare is like, I think, $10 to go there and back. And that's it. Okay. So it's like, if you want to go to a real Gundam warehouse, go to the USA Gundam store. They, they have... Some really really nice um, Gundams there, and they and they really so, like do for, justice. For everybody listening, um, when I do post this, I'm gonna look up the USA Gundam store and I'll like post a link in the show notes. So if you want to check that out, you totally yeah. can because you, you've clearly done it so many times that you're like, I don't really know where this is. I just know the A to B of how to get there. Yeah, and um. And their website is really good. They constantly have sales on um, their Gundam. So take a look on their site. Their prices are pretty reasonable. Um, I would definitely say it's worth getting, you know, from there once in a while. Especially if you're looking for new things. Like, they get a lot of stuff pretty quickly. So just kind of shout-outs to them. And and follow the Image Anime um Instagram because they're all they're pretty much always posting what they get in stock. Like, oh, I didn't I have, know they had an Instagram. I need to I need to get so, on that. So their Instagram every time that they get new stock, they post pictures of what came in. Try and get in there because I picked up like for example the uh, GBN base Gundam, the GBN Gu- Gundam base. I forget the name, but it's effectively. Um, a RX-78 in pearlescent colors with the inner oh, nice. frame being the or the new Jim Jim model, the Leo type, yeah. where it has probably the best mobility of any Gundam out there, truthfully. It, it's like for a high grade, it probably has the most – it's the bare bones Gundam, but it has probably the most mobility that you can get out there, which is amazing. So like – 
getting poses is just a field day. It's just a field day of just, man, I wonder if I can do this. Oh, he can do that. He can have like, he can, he has really good joints. It has really good mobility. It has really good articulation. It's just a definite, you got to check it out. Like if you can get your hands on a Jim Jim, a Leo, um, a GBN base, they have the new GBN guard frames even, and they're amazing to get just because they have such good articulation. You can get so many good poses out of them, even though they are bare bones kits. They are just great kits to build, and they're fairly inexpensive now. The GBN guard frame specifically is like you can get at that sometimes for fifteen bucks, and it's like build an army of them, paint them all different colors, get a league going, you know, and just have them all posing like crazy JoJo artists, you know. <laughs> Just do um, stand poses for days. So, uh, on that note, thank you, thank you so much for joining me. By the way, I was I was really surprised when you were just like, "Yes, I will talk about Gundam <laughs> on the internet." Um, yeah, thank you for um, reaching out. That and it, and great. definitely, if you ever want to come back on, just let me know, and we'll figure out like what we want to talk about and all that stuff. Because obviously, both of us watch a whole lot more than just Gundam. Um, yeah. But. Uh, until then, I have been Alex, and this has been Lunchbox Radio. You can find this podcast and all the like anime stuff I've done over at a site called lunchboxpublishing.com. That link will also be in the show notes for this. Um, that's where these podcasts live now, for most part. As well as like the article I wrote about anime and the Oscars, which you might want to read, considering the Oscars <laughs> are tomorrow. Um, but until next time, I will talk to you later.